Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. You might remember the trend, quiet quitting. That was all over the headlines. You know, it's when employees put in basically the minimum amount of effort to keep their jobs, but don't go the extra mile. Don't really worry about what's going on. Don't more like apathetic. I think that's the way I interpret it. And just sort of quietly hang out, collect their paycheck and probably looking for their next best thing. Well, not too long ago, I started seeing loud quitting everywhere. It's like, it cracks me up. These, you know, clickbaity headlines that everyone likes to put. So loud quitters are employees who take actions that directly harm the organization. They undercut its goals. They oppose its leaders. So it's actually, I think, forms of a sabotage is what it sounds like. I mean, I guess that's the drastic way of thinking about it. Other articles are saying, you know, oh, one in five workers are uh, loud quitting. And this is the latest trend. And some people, I mean, there are a lot of pretty staggering um metrics out there if you take a look at it at how disengaged employees are today I think it's like more than half employees currently are just completely disengaged for lots of different reasons lots of different companies Um, and loud quitting when employees go scorched earth on their companies there's all kinds of just you know frustrated employees or loud quitting what to know Um, so that's the new and the latest I guess work workplace trend as of a few weeks ago anyway so we were talking about this. I was talking about this with some some coworkers in our in our women's circle, and and just talking about the trend of like, well, well, what causes someone to loudly quit? And I think all of these things and these trends are all part of the same problem because leadership isn't listening to people. They're not listening. They're not paying attention. They're trying to continue to keep old mindsets in what's a very new and different world. And because we've gone through so much adversity in the past few years, the world has changed so quickly and continues to change and move forward. And a lot of leaders are not. They're trying to go back. And I know I've talked about this before. You can't go back. You can't go and step in the same river twice. So so then that's why we're seeing all this, you know, Gallup and throughout all the different media, HBR, I mean, all over LinkedIn, you know, people are talking about quiet quitting. I mean, and we saw last year, the great resignation, and then now it's loud quitting. Well, these are not going to stop until people pay attention to their people. And I will tell you, I probably am going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth right now. So I don't care for us, you know, media or whoever, they're trying to put labels on everything to basically persuade us into buying into a movement. It's, it's very much, it's very de- de- declarative. It's a very almost trying to stereotype like here's the behavior we're seeing so we're going to give it a name. And then, you know, in a few months it'll be a different name and there'll be other things. So I understand both sides of it. I understand that, you know, you're trying to 
to put themes against the research that's out there and what the polls are saying and what, you know, engagement looks like in the research sets. Okay, I, I do get that. However, on the flip side of that, I think the problem is, is we're just calling attention to the symptom. We're calling attention to a symptom of a larger problem. And I don't see a lot of people with the same amount of clout actually talking about what the root cause of this is. They're saying things, oh, well, the company's not paying attention, so this is what they're doing. They're focusing on the behavior of the employees. They're focusing on the outcome rather than the root cause, which, of course, as we know, always comes back to leadership. People are trying to say it's a bazillion different things, and it really comes back down to leaders. Where, Why are there trends of disengagement? Why are there trends of frustrations? Whether you're quietly doing it or you're sabotaging your company, all of this are just behaviors because people are not happy and and it's not even about being happy they're maybe not feeling valued they're not feeling respected they're not feeling listened to it's a lack of leadership it's a lack of listening and I will never forget something um someone was uh, I, I attended a class when I was on you know a task force I'm helping open Aulani a while a while back in Hawaii it was a wonderful experience and um one of the leaders there said that the reason why people unionize is because leadership isn't listening. And that stuck with me all these years and continues to stick with me. And this is not about unions or not unions, okay? So please don't mistake me for for talking about, I mean, I could talk about that for like a whole nother episode in a bazillion hours um, of my own opinions about it. But that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that, again, unionizing and the union strikes and the protests and the things that are happening, as we see right now going on in Hollywood and with the sag after unions and the Writers Guild unions, it's because they don't feel like they're being listened to. That's an outcome. That's a result of a root cause that was obviously boiling under the surface for a long time. Again, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not like trying to make this a big old debate. I'm just saying that's literally factually the why behind that. So unfortunately, I think as humans, we wait until the end result. We wait till there's an outcome. We wait till there's an action. And then we react instead of getting in front of something, instead of, again, putting your people as a priority. I don't care what what company you're in, what kind of organization you're in, whether it's a corporate or an NGO or you're a school or whatever. It doesn't matter if you don't have people you don't have profit. So it's like, I don't know why that's so hard to grasp. If you don't have people who feel like they're part of the purpose and they're a partner, lots of peace, but it's true, then you're not going to get profit. You're not going to get innovation. You're not going to get productivity. Well, another P. You're not going to get all those things. So, but why do we wait until we label movements or, oh my gosh, now half the work- workforce is disengaged and people are picketing on the street. Okay, now we're paying attention. Now we're listening. Let's talk, you know? It's like, why are we so reactive as a culture? That's the part that just really gets me when we see all these articles and see all of this stuff. It's just, it's assessing the result of something that could have been prevented with good leadership. I think also AI, AI is all over the place, right? It's talked about with the union stuff and the actors in Hollywood. It's talked about, you know, in people in writing fields or communication fields. And they're like, oh my gosh, AI is going to replace us. It's going to do everything. I honestly believe AI is just an attempt by people to try to perfect humanity for people to get rich off of some kind of technology because we don't want to deal with humans because humans are needy. 
and they ask for something and they always want something and they always want more. They always, oh, and it's like, I can't predict everything a human's going to do. And why don't you just listen to me and I'll pay you what, here, just, just smile and nod and take your paycheck. Oh my God, stop complaining. Right? So, okay, well then let's build servant AI. Robots, something that we can in theory control so we can lessen humans. Because you lessen humans, then it takes the art out of having to deal with people who are emotional, who have thoughts, who have feelings, who have needs, who want value, who have ideas, who have freedom and liberties, who don't always want to do what you tell them to because maybe it's not a good idea or maybe it's wrong or blah, 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 right? That's what I think. That's my theory anyway. And I do think a lot of this AI stuff is just going to blow up in our faces. Um, again, I am not against some kinds of machine learning. I think there are definitely some tasks that, you know, it's great for technology to enable. I, I, I love digital. I love tech. It's great for that to enable some things, to automate some things so we can bring more of our human selves into situations automate things that are just very transactional sure there's some of that but when you start talking about artificial intelligence you are literally starting to say i'm going to replace the human aspect of this i feel like that crosses a big line and you're never going to get exactly what it should be i mean look at google translate it's like sorry google i know you're trying i know it's gotten better but it's just still not the same you can't you can't replace a human completely. I don't care how sentient the being is. And eventually they'll just take over, take us over anyway. And we'll have, you know, our evil robot overlords. You think I'm Hollywoodizing that? I'm just saying, look it up. Google it. haha, <laughs> Google it. And there has been cases of where they have built things like that. And it's taken over. And it's not been a good thing. Or it developed its own language. I think there was like a, a one in Japan developed its own language and shut the humans out of everything and shut the tech down. It's like, I just think we're, we're trying to play God too much. We're trying to mess with things a little too much here. Anyway, okay, total rabbit trail. But it all does go back to this. It's like we don't want to deal with the tough stuff. And the tough stuff is the human stuff. And I just feel like we keep trying to like circle around and try to appease when it's like, I'm sorry, you're just going to really have to lead people, which means sitting in the room, having the tough conversations, but also getting in front of it and making it a priority and really focusing on that. I just feel like the more we keep reacting, it's like, oh my gosh, how do you keep an idiot busy? Anyway, all right, let's get into some sips. First sip, leadership is a lifestyle. Like those of you who watch Ted Lasso. Oh, it's over. It was very good. I love that show. Like Danny Rojas said, football is life. <clears throat> Leadership should be life. It's a lifestyle. It's not a movement. It's not a trend. It's not a checklist. I know there's lots of articles and there's lots of things that will tell you, hey, here's how to combat loud quitting. Here's how to combat quiet quitting. And that's fine. Give some advice. Sure. I, I'm all about information, you know, knowledge. It helps. But if you don't make leadership your heart, if you don't lead from the heart and you don't start with a people first centered approach and mindset, then none of that other stuff matters because that's, it's not going to matter to you. It's leadership's not a movement, not a trend, not a checklist. And yes, I'll say that louder again for the people in the back. It starts from the heart and it starts from caring about people first. All right, second sip. 
All right, here's where I said, I'm going to talk out of both, my, both sides of my mouth a little bit. There's truth in trends, not complete truth, but usually nuggets of truth and wisdom, right? Like there's always got to be something that's based on. It's not the whole truth, nothing but the truth, but there is definitely some truth there. So pay attention, pay attention to those kinds of behaviors that you do see. And it is important for leaders to continue reading and growing and being knowledgeable but most importantly, it just starts with having a conversation with people and asking them how they are. What's going on with them? What can you do better? What can you do differently? What barriers can you remove? How are things? Are you enjoying the job? This is, is it satisfying? Is it gratifying? Is there something else you'd rather be doing? Even if it's not on my team and you're an awesome rock star, that's okay. I'm here for you. I'm here for it. All right, last sip. You can't do things, you can't do new things with old mindsets. I'm going to say it again because I messed it up the first time. You can't do new things with old mindsets. So check yourself. Instead of getting caught up in all these like catchy clickbait headlines or workplace trends, change your mindset, change your approach. You have to get people first. And that, I don't care if you have direct reports or not, you know, everybody can be a leader and everybody should be a leader and make it your lifestyle, make it your lifestyle choice to say, I am going to lead. I'm going to lead with heart. I'm going to lead with emotional intelligence, meaning I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'm going to reach out a hand to somebody else and see what's going on and don't be part of the trend. Don't be part of that. I'm going to also share something I thought it was really cool. My good friend, wonderful human and, and colleague, Sarah Prince. Shout out to Sarah. Hopefully she's listening. She's amazing. Uh, she, when we were talking about the loud quitting thing, she said, instead of loud quitting, why aren't we loud advocating? And I was like, snaps. Oh my gosh. Love it. So I'm stealing it, but I'm attributing it to her because it was all her. We need to loudly advocate for ourselves. We need to loudly advocate for other people. That is what we should be doing as leaders. Not worried about, you know, the the outcome and the results and the, oh no, and react to somebody who's quietly quitting, quietly this, da, da, da. like forget all the trend stuff and use our voices and advocate for the people on your team. Advocate for yourself. Have the courage to speak up. To see when you see something that's not right or not good, say something. And it's okay that even if you can't change like a company decision because it's like, okay, that's 50 pay grades above me or whatever. Even if you can't, you know, necessarily have that in your control to do those things. And there's so much, I get it. There's so much that's not in our control, especially when we work for other people. But what is in your control is still advocating for your people and still speaking up. And I promise you, the, your team, your people, people around you will still say, thank you for at least trying. Thank you for speaking up on my behalf. Thank you for just being a, a voice that's willing to have the courage to be contrary to what the flow is saying or what the policy is saying or what the people are saying. And people do see that. They see that and they respect that and they notice that. And that is setting an example for others. And it's also inviting others to then loudly advocate for themselves too. 
So let's get loud, let's get loud, advocate loud, advocate loud. <laughs> so go forth and be leadership loud. Advocate for yourselves and for others. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leadersips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.